All right, how are you guys doing? This episode was sponsored by Field of Greens. And if you guys are on this channel for the first time, I usually don't have a computer in front of me. My, my notes have completely crashed. Usually I have notes that are up on a uh, teleprompter type thing so I can actually have some stuff and get them, get them all in, uh, I guess, chronological order. But I've got a, if I got them right in front of me. So if I'm looking down, if I'm not looking to you guys, please don't take offense to it. That's because I'm literally having to look at my notes on the... I don't know what's going on with the teleprompter. So Russian sources, by the way, now claiming that there's a large number of Ukrainian combat forces moving over towards Moldova, like the border, you know, with Transnistria, that fake country they actually took over. Well, people have been saying, I say people, Ukrainian sources believe between the 24th and 28th, they're going to be coming through and trying to take over that country. Not, not just the country, but they really want the airfield is the big thing. And this is not just coming from some, some random people. It's actually coming from the Ukrainian government sources actually coming out and actually physically saying this. So do I think it's going to be true? I don't know, but they have actually started to move men and troops over to this border, but I don't, I don't really, I'm going to be honest with you, Moldova, that, that country by itself, I think, I think America could take it with one company-sized element. I really do. There's no real military force there, so it wouldn't really be like a real big win for the, the Russians, but the real reason why they're saying this is because Putin actually revoked the May 7th decree from 20, uh, 2012. It's title number 605, which affirmed Russia's commitment to find a solution to the Transnistrian conflict that would respect the territorial integrity and neutrality of the Republic of Moldova. So he just absolutely just nicked that entire thing. The nicked it. It's all gone. So that's a pretty good, clear indication of what he'd be doing. And this was actually yesterday. So they're thinking between the 24th and the 28th, he would actually do that. We know what's coming up here tomorrow, the big one-year anniversary of the big hoorah of them trying to take Ukraine as a whole. And I, I feel like we're in, a, we're in a point where we got three major countries right now going in like a tit-for-tat for each other. They're going out after each other. China, uh, United States, and Russia. Okay, now the Americans, we're actually going to be moving more men. We're going to be quadrupling is, is what, what we're labeling it. Quadrupling the amount of men there inside of Taiwan. But the, the crazy thing is, is... When you say quadruple, you're talking about now there's going to be like, what, 200 people there? That's it's not going to, We're talking about troops. These are just training the Taiwanese. It's not like we're over there, like, have a massive force. We're talking like a, maybe a company-sized element of men, literally. M maybe. But that still will be enough to piss off the Chinese. Enough so to where now the Chinese are saying that they're going to be giving drones. Yes, they're going to be giving around 100 drones to the Russians that could be getting there by April. We know right now they're giving them non-lethal aid. I think lethal aid is going to be something we actually do see in the future, but the Chinese also did state that they do not believe that giving more heavy weapons and or just weapons in general to Ukraine is, or excuse me, to Russia to fight inside of Ukraine is going to end the war and actually amount to any type of peace. It, we're like, we're on some weird like teeter-totter right now. If you guys really think about it, America does a lot of business with China, like a ton of business with China. Everything that pretty much China has, as I'm saying, I'm talking about money-wise, is because they were allowed into the world. Like everything trade-wise comes out of China, so that's how they're making all their money. They don't want to piss off the Americans enough and the rest of the world, but they don't want to not be friends with, with the Russians. And we have like this weird thing that's going on. It's kind of a weird, odd balance with like BRICS and NATO because you also have India involved in there who's friends with, with who friends who's friends with America. The whole thing is just so weird. And everybody right now is sitting on the sidelines like, all right, let's see who kind of who wins this battle, who kind of like she comes out after the dust is settled. That's where I feel like we're kind of sitting right now. Now, this is this is kind of funny and somewhat ironic in the sense of where I got a little clip I want to share with you guys. But Russia actually carried out a, a they carried out a, a test of an ICBM when uh when Biden was actually inside of Ukraine. Okay, so they, they carried out this test. No one really knows about it. And no one really spoke about it, but it was a failed test. 
This thing was a Saramat missile that was actually, it was supposed to be capable of delivering multiple nuclear warheads. And the U.S. officials believe Putin actually would have highlighted this thing, which is very true during his big ceremony, which you guys are going to see some crazy stuff here in a second. During this whole entire ceremony, we would have seen something come of it. He would have talked about it. You know, he wants to make this thing seem like it's bigger than what it really is, but it was failed. And at the same time, it's somewhat ironic because we have guys like the one you're about to see who's talking about how they want to wake up Yellowstone. They want to, they want to send nukes all the way down to Me the Yellowstone to actually wake up this volcano. President еще обращая внимание сказал интересную вещь. Он сказал, что подписал указ о приятии на вооружение новых образцов. Вполне возможно, что и речь идет, я предполагаю, о Сармате. Сармат это особое оружие. Это оружие, которое способна, во-первых, помимо доставки большого количества ядерных боеприпасов до цели, большой мощности, она еще способна при использовании моноблочной боевой части нанести удары через Южный полюс, глобальная ракета. Всеракурсную систему ПРО создать невозможно, а это означает, что Соединенные Штаты Америки уязвимы. Это первый момент. А второй момент состоит в том, что Сармат создает угрозу самому страшному объекту на территории США, Йеллоустонскому вулкану. И тот факт, что наш президент сказал, что мы готовы начать испытания, и он подчеркнул, новых боеголовок, в случае, если американцы начнут испытания своих, то я могу предположить, что речь пойдет. So just like that, all within a 48-hour period, we have the testing, like actually trying to test them, then failing, and then going on TV, talk about how they're in the middle of building new ones, so they then can strike the middle of the United States, hit one of our volcanoes that apparently is going to, I, I, I don't really understand what, what, what going after Yellowstone is really going to do. I guess it's the heart of, I, I don't know if he's looked at a map or what, maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. I don't know why Yellowstone would be a one that they'd want to target. I know they say super volcano, but what, what is that really going to do? How is sending a warhead into a super volcano going to do anything? What, why wouldn't you just send it to Washington? You know what I mean? Why would if you have a super super like why would you just why would you waste it on a volcano? Go after the bigger cities. Like I'm I'm really and, and to get to the the center of the United States like that, you know what you have to you really have to go past when it comes to like 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 defensive systems. That's really strange. Anyway, um, I probably would probably go after New York or maybe Washington or maybe Miami, something like that. You know, with a dense population. I don't know about a volcano, but. Really weird, but there you go. There's some more Russian propaganda stuff, which we always know is always a, a fun one to start the videos off with. And uh, the Biden administration is also considering uh, releasing some intelligence that they believe that shows China is actually weighing um, to supply these, these munitions that we talked about earlier to support Russia inside of Ukraine. Now, them actually saying this and actually doing it are two different things. I think them just putting this out there was enough for them to actually say, hey, we have enough intelligence to do it, but we don't actually want to put it out there and just piss off the Chinese that much. You know what I mean? I think that's, like I said, I think we're playing like this weird, odd teeter-totter game with these three major countries because we know that China wants Taiwan. We know America's going to try to inflict as much American might over there to make sure that doesn't happen. Same thing's happening over here inside of Ukraine. I've said this right now. They're splitting us up on two different fronts. It's happening. It really is happening right in front of us. And speaking about the Chinese, you know, one of the, one of the spokesmen actually came out and, and he had something fairly interesting to say about America. <laughs> Shimbingwen 
。据报道，二战结束以来，美国试图推翻五十多个外国政府，粗暴干涉至少三十个国家的选举，试图暗杀五十余位外国领导人。美国还是挑动阵营对立对抗的最大源头。美国领导下的北约对阿富汗、伊拉克、叙利亚的战争，导致超过九十万人死亡，三千七百万人沦为难民。美国的霸权政策和好战倾向延续一天，世界就将一天不得安宁。So what the gentleman is pretty much saying is that we, as Americans, us that are watching this right now, if you're American, which I think half of you are, we're pretty much the reason why there's no peace on earth right now. And I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there. That is a load of just absolute bull dung. Okay, there you go. Watch my words for you. I, I really do. Think about this. We are pretty much the world's police here in America. We go to Syria. We went to Iraq. We go to Af Afghanistan. I get it. A lot of you guys may not believe in that kind of stuff, but when you're over there and you're seeing what, say, the, the, the Taliban's doing to their people, like when you when you actually look at what they're doing to those people, who else is going to go in there and actually save those people from those kind of guys? Who's going to do that kind of stuff? You know what I mean? A lot of people don't think about that. What was this, what, what were they doing in Syria before we get there? They were literally gassing their, their their civilians. Like we're not the one over there starting these wars. We're trying to go in and try to help the civilian populations in there. Yes, a lot of people do die while this happens, because there's bad men that be that need to be put out of that need to be put out of power. Imagine if ISIS was just running rampant. This kind of guy doesn't even think about that. ISIS was like a plague, like seven or eight years ago, just spreading real fast. Guess what we did? We inserted groups in. We smothered ISIS. We helped. We helped Iraq and like all the men that are inside that area, little militia groups, go and take out ISIS. And guess what? No one talks about them anymore. Granted, they're popping up all over in different countries like. Uh, um, Cambodia and all of the Philippines and they're down in Africa and stuff like that. Yes, they are popping up everywhere and that, that kind of mentality is never going to go anywhere. We can't do anything about that because sick human beings are going to be sick human beings. We're all wild in the sense of that. But saying that we are, that's all we do is we go after wars. We're trying to clean up mess for the entire world. If not, we're going to end up with a bunch of Russians that are trying to take over Ukraine all over the, all over the world and then the different little tiny countries. It would just be endless over and over again. The best part about it is, yeah, America may stick bases everywhere. Okay, yeah, I get it. We have a lot of bases everywhere. But guess what? We're not owning or controlling any of the lands. Like, we could. Imagine, America, if we really wanted to, if we really want to be complete just assholes, we can just go around and say, you know what? We want Mexico. We would, it would take us one day to take over Mexico. Like, granted, I just used a random one there. If we want anywhere in Europe, we just go. Like, that's what I'm saying. We, if we wanted to be those kind of guys, we could, but we're not. <sighs> Like I said, that teeter is going back and forth. China, Russia, China, Russia. This is all we're dealing with right now. All we're dealing with. It's going to spill over at some point. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here and I can see it. So if you guys are looking to drop over those leftover pandemic pounds, but you guys are sick of all the, the, the ads for like waste loss pills and, and fad diets, okay? I've been there, you've done that, okay? Everybody's done that. They don't work. You know what does work? Eating five healthy servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Do that and weight would probably fall off. Hey, Vegetables, not a fan. They suck. I get it. I don't like eating them. But who has time to prepare a meal like that in the first place? Let's talk about Field of Greens. You guys see them right there? This is a science-backed formula of specific fruits and vegetables for you guys that you won't find in any other product. Proper nutrition reboots your metabolism so you guys can burn calories faster and lose weight a healthier way. 
Okay, give them a shot. Fields of Green is the only brand backed by a better health promise. Yes, you'll look and feel healthier fast. But the great proof comes with your next checkup. When you guys, uh, when your doctor says, "Hey, you've lost a bunch of weight." Whatever you're doing, keep it up. Okay, well, let's get you guys started right now for 15% off your first order. Go to fieldofgreens.com, promo code ROB. Right now, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code ROB. My favorite flair is going to be the lemon lime. Check out lemon lime, one scoop, throw it in there, mix it around, swirl it down, and you're good. You got all the stuff you need inside of your life. Your body is loving you as well. Go to fieldofgreens.com forward slash ROB today. It'll be linked at the very top of the description. And you know what we're talking about? This whole teetering aspect. So we have... The Russians that are that last week we actually stated that and they they stated matter of fact that they they have so many allies and everybody's on their time with or on their side they should go they should put nukes in Venezuela they should throw nukes in Iran they should help out Iran and so on and so forth. But it's kind of funny because now we're kind of seeing the tone just change a little bit, and I kind of like seeing it. Все все типа против нас. Вот и вам Мюнхенский сговор ровно такой же, какой он был. Когда они делили Польшу. А сейчас они делят там Российскую Федерацию, собираются делить. Ага, давайте, удачи вам, ребят. Поэтому мы должны точно понимать, что у нас есть союзники, надо их выстраивать. Мы вот там, надо антиамериканскую линию готовить, оборонную линию. Именно так там. Всех их, ну вот Брикс мы делаем, но он какой-то вот пока такой неяркий, понимаете. Надо делать его жестким, понятным, что и эта конструкция будет вам противостоять, если ну, она готова противостоять. Простите, союзники США, Индия, например. Ну, если это так, значит, надо другое что-то делать, чтобы они готовы были вступать в это дело. Ну, понимаете, ну, потому что ну, мы можем, конечно, одни, это так. Но если очевидные у нас союзники э, вырисовываются в виде Китая и Ирана, почему мы должны от них отворачивать? Ну, тут надо понимать, что многие прямо сейчас занимают выжидательную позицию. Как только у нас Правильно. начнет по-настоящему получаться, тогда и появится наш союз. Everybody's sitting on the sidelines. China, the ones that go head first. Imagine if China went head first right now into this war. And so, you know what? We're backing you, Russia. We're going to come in and we're going to join. If China joined them and actually sent tons of stuff, what do you think America's going to do? Like I said, business comes first. War almost comes second. But right now, we have China building up at the fastest rate. We've seen any country in the history of mankind build up their, their war machine. And this is, this is facts. This is the fastest thing we've seen grown since World War II. They're getting a lot of America, uh, a lot of money from America with, with trade and whatnot. And tech, God bless. They do a lot of tech stuff. I mean, for one, TikTok. I mean, does anybody believe that they're... Uh, Charles, I got a question. Are the Chinese stealing our information through TikTok? Yeah. It's been confirmed a thousand times. So why would China want all of our stuff on TikTok? Can you answer that one? Challenges economically. I like that. That's probably the best answer you could have came up with. Challenges economically. Everything is about economics, right? Money, so on and so forth. That's what this entire thing. It's a big driven machine. Поэтому завтрашнее послание для меня оно будет ключевым. И я думаю, все должно измениться. Все должно измениться. Да, мы хорошо работаем. Ну вот в этот год сработали, если мы воюем одной левой, у нас все хорошо. Но если мы говорим о том, что мы действительно начинаем вести боевые действия, слушайте, но все-таки падение там ВВП, оно есть, там больше 2%, это очевидно. И дальше на наращивание военно-промышленного комплекса, объединение в, одно, в один мощный кулак всех союзников, которые у нас есть, это даст возможность нам выйти совсем на другой уровень, что нам сейчас крайне необходимо. Okay, so going to the end of this one, this 
he's not really explaining. I get it. They want to bit bricks and get all these 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 countries together, be big, big one mighty fist. I, I get it, but he's not really explaining what is the end goal with this big fist. You know, I, they they might take Moldova. Okay, so if the Russians go ahead and take Moldova, are the Americans in the West are we going to look at that and say, hey, you know what? This is this has they have outside goals other than Ukraine, and they're showing it right here. Okay, now if they take this fist and they have Iran and China, every since. What is it going to take for people to realize, oh my God, America needs to come and be the police force once again and needs to break up that fist. But what's inside that fist as well is India. So it's a really odd situation. And I don't think that BRICS is nearly as powerful. And that's what he's saying. They need to become a fist, which is probably not going to be a case. But anyway, now, you know what? This next, this next little chunk here is actually from one of my favorite guys on this, on this show. He's either wearing like a wife beater, a white t-shirt. He looks like he just had way too much vodka the night before. Like he just, you know what I mean? Like he had a rough night before. This time he's wearing legitimately, I, their uniforms, by the way, I don't know, maybe maybe our uniforms in America, we just don't go this this wild, but this stuff reminds me of like the early 30s and the late, it just, it just when I look at these things, like God bless, it's just so much. Ведь это вчера был определен противник, не тот прокси-противник, которого нам навязали там в качестве нацистов украинских. Это, конечно, все существует, и с ним мы его победим. А настоящий противник, по которому вчера президент четко показал пальцем, это Соединенные Штаты Америки. И теперь предельно понятно, с кем мы должны дальше воевать. Вот и все в этом вопросе. Если уж говорить прямо и откровенно то, что на самом деле случилось. Теперь по вопросу, а что дальше? Там говорят, там вот сейчас раскачают конфликт в Молдавии, туда залезут румыны, мы по румыны ударим. Мы если уже ударим, то ударим так, чтобы это было мало не показалось. Если касается там пятой статьи, хоть ступятый. Okay, so on that, I'm I'm not entirely sure he is saying yes. As I'm saying, Moldova might be a thing over the next four or five days. We might actually see that become a thing and become to fruition because we all know what's happening right now. The, the one-year anniversary is coming up, and what did I say? I've been saying this for about a month. Dates are big for the Russians. They have these huge parades and all these these big creepy, like, oh, well, you'll see here in a second, there was like a really strange, like really, really weird concert, and you'll see it, like I said, in a second. But I don't know why he brought the Romans in here. It's like everything that goes on when they're trying to push a narrative is so strange, and I just, oh, I know you guys are getting tired of watching it too because my, I myself, when I have to listen to these guys talk about the stuff they're talking about, it always ends, always ends with nukes. Always, every single time. Мы сегодня находимся в рамках специальной военной операции, в рамках противостояния не с кем-то, а с Соединенными Штатами Америки. И вот во всей этой ситуации мы должны полностью выйти на те задачи, которые поставил президент. Это касается спецоперации, когда мы вспоминаем наш руководящий документ. Не надо сразу по всей Украине все долбить. Противник громится последовательно. Одновременно он громится только в ядерной войне. В большой ядерной войне, когда навернули там по территории Северной Америки. И нет Северной Америки. Вот это одновременно. Все остальное последовательно, потому что сразу все не сделаешь. Один кусок, второй, один рубеж, второй, третий, и пошли, поехали. Если мы берем цель... Это, к примеру, один город, там один, одна область, еще что. Но ее так вычистить, что там просто ничего не оставалось. Если мы говорим, что это Киев, мы говорим, там Киев, 
Это мать городов русских. Да, это мать городов русских. Ну, если надо, чтобы от Киева остались руины, и там стоял наш флаг сверху на этих руинах, я думаю, к этому надо прийти. What, what did I just say? Literally, what did I just say? It always ends with nukes. It always does. I don't even know why. You know, it's kind of crazy. He said, I'm talking about taking Kiev and turning it into a, a big mound of rubble. They couldn't even take it the first time. Okay. Now he's sitting there wearing his uniform. He feels good about himself. He didn't have enough vodka the night before. So he's actually up and energized. So this gentleman's like, you know what? We're going to take Kiev. And you know what? Hold on. I was like, my, my, my question is, if, if we here in America are listening to this on, on the daily, we know that the Russians... Their end goal is not just Ukraine. They say it over and over and over again. I mean, I just showed you guys two separate segments on two different shows where they're talking about hitting America with nukes on two different ones. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because the only thing to do here would be to actually declare war in Russia, which we know is not going to happen. We're like in such a weird stalemate in that weird teeter-totter zone right here. We're in such a weird part of the world's history where it's just, you guys have to agree with me. This is really like, where do you go from here? Like, where do you go? Is the same rhetoric just going to be spewed over and over again and nothing's going to happen? That's, is, is, that, is that the way this is going to be? And you know what? Speaking of nukes, you guys are going to see this is, this is what they just had going on. It was, it was their, uh, the Motherland Day, okay? So, or what was it called? No, Defender of the Fatherland Day. That's what it was. Defender of the Fatherland Day. They had the big rally. I actually got a piece I'm going to share with you guys. It's very strange. Very strange. Some guys rapping. It, it's like one of the weirdest segments you might see on here. And I... And it's so weird. Putin came up and talked at the very end of this thing. That the music they they talk they they're singing, they're trying to rap about is literally about war, babies being killed. It's the weirdest thing. It's really strange. Oh my God. I mean, come on now, y'all. Look at you look at this kind of stuff. Like, what are we watching here? Like this this is not just this is not just a one like 10 minute segment. This went on for a very long time. It's like an entire concert. I'm not gonna show every single clip, but it's an entire concert of people singing. That's just what they're talking about. War, death, taking over, putting a flag over Berlin for God's sakes. What where are we going back to? And look how they're sitting. Like this reminds me. Uh, for one, it kind of reminds me of a, of a more higher-end version of North Korea. But I have you guys seen any of the old-school, mid-1930s stuff? I know I bring this up all the time. I'm sure we can actually insert one on screen as I'm sitting here. But mid-1930s, Hitler, when he's over there, they have all the, the music going. They do everything. for It's like a big show. When he comes up, he talks, he yells. He's got his goofy little mustache. And that's pretty much what we have coming on. At the very end, we have Putin come up, and this is it. It's just the civilian population has been so... And it's so easier, it's so much easier to do it nowadays because we have social media and we have the internet, we have everything like that. So everything can get just consumed in one and you can push the narrative so easily. Russia. <laughs> 
цьому полем'ї втратили розум, як то піці палаючи посвіди, окривавлені досвідом, що ти стиг помолитися Господу. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you guys, it just keeps going on and on. It's really strange. Another guy comes out, he starts singing, and he starts doing push-ups. It's this has got to be one of the most. I I don't even know. And this this is this is how like imagine if we had this kind of thing, this kind of concert in America. Like I don't even know what kind of protest there would be. It would be absolutely insane. God, you you can't you cannot tell me. Come on here and tell me that this is normal. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, this because girls talking about ducks swimming and girls playing and. What are they going to do with the orphans? Or how are they going to bear? It's just so, so weird. Anyways, after this concert, Putin comes out uh, because of Putin wants to do something about the Motherland Day. And he talked about the strengthening of their, their nuclear weapons. Like he wanted want to make it, and this is pretty much what he came up with. С новой тяжелой ракетой. Продолжим серийное производство гиперзвуковых комплексов воздушного базирования «Кинжал» и начнем массовые поставки гиперзвуковых ракет морского базирования «Циркон». С принятием в боевой состав ВМФ атомного подводного крейсера проекта «Барей-А» император Александр III доля современных вооружений и техники в морских стратегических ядерных силах достигнет 100%. В ближайшие годы боевой состав флота пополнит еще три крейсера данного проекта. Дорогие друзья, наш народ верит в вас, в защитников России, в вашу надежность, решительность, преданность Отечеству и присяге. So not only are they nixing their stuff with Moldova, last week they, or I guess a couple days ago, they left the START treaty here with America, so we can't keep tabs on how many nukes they have. Now they're going to be strengthening everything they got going on nuke-wise. They launched the largest concentration of nuke-based patrollers, I guess you would say, so ships and, and, and uh, submarines in, 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 the, in the oceans in 30 years. So we have the Russians actually physically showing force. Like, they're doing a show of force right now. And no one's really, like, put, putting these dots together. See what they're doing. They're actually, they're, they're leading into something. And I don't know where this is. Personally, I don't know. I can't tell the feature clearly. And on the ground inside of Ukraine, just so you guys are aware, Ukrainians are putting up an absolute fight all along the front line. I would say in the last four days, this is the, the least amount of movement I have ever seen in this entire war. A lot has to do with it. Uh, weather, of course, in certain angles. But Bakhmut itself, not only have they held them off on that northern side, they have not gained another ground. They've actually pushed them back just a tad bit off that main road. So now they're not even across the main road. Like Everything inside that area is pretty much stable. It's, it's, uh, it's somewhat kind of insane when you guys think about how long Bakhmut has held. So that's pretty much what you got going on for today. I do love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow with another episode. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Other than that, I am out. Thank you.